Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Indoor Enthusiasts. And I'm Havla, and I'm back, and I just want to remind you all that Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, you know, we try to keep things lighthearted around here, but I think we'd be remiss in not discussing what's been going on this week and this weekend. As you've heard, um, there's been protests all over the country this weekend, pretty much all over the world, um, in major cities, protesting the death of George Floyd and police brutality in general. Um, it's pretty much in everybody's feed. So we thought, you know, we need to discuss it because we don't want to be silent and complicit. Yeah, I just feel like this week I've just been grieving and I've spent the last week just crying and mm -hmm. I am supposed to maintain quarantine until phase four and all of the protests that our cities are having, I can't participate because I'm at risk. Yeah. Um, and it's just really hard because I want to be there and I want to be channeling all of these feelings into something constructive and being able to use my whiteness for something to amplify POC's voices and to just literally be a protection to to block them from harm and I just feel like sad because I can't be there and I desperately want to be there and I desperately want change yeah I've been watching all the footage all the video from the protests mostly on social media and it's very sad to see how some officers have reacted to these protests you know there is a compilation video out of all the officers who have overreacted and brought harm upon like otherwise peaceful protesters like there was one where in new york city some protesters were trying to block a police car and the police car straight up like tried to ram them and run them over there was another one where there was a young woman in her 20s that was walking away from a protest and officer got into her face officer told her to like uh, keep moving and she asked why and then there's a video of him like slapping her phone from her and then subsequently like pushing her onto the ground she was in the hospital she had a concussion and a seizure as a result um, and those are just some of the things that we've seen I wanted to add, like, even closer than those, the Seattle PD, one guy at Seattle PD maced a little girl, and she wasn't doing anything. And at the time, the protest was peaceful. And there's an image circulating around of the emergency responders putting, like, the milk of magnesia and the half and half into her eyes to try to get the burning to stop. But when the officer was confronted and they said, like, give us your badge number, he refused. 
all of the Seattle PD has had their badge numbers covered up with like electrical tape, which is bullshit. Like they need to be held accountable. Yeah. And I heard they were told to turn their body cameras off. Not sure if it was a rumor. I bet they did. I bet they did. I just, I'm so upset and so beside myself and I'm just frustrated. Like I realized that I didn't understand. Like I grew up enjoying music like NWA and like, I just feel like it didn't really like hit home yeah. until like recently, like, oh, this has been a longstanding issue and I'm like just now coming around and they've been talking about it for 30 years at least that I have been alive and I've been exposed to that and I just haven't like understood the message. And I think that that is just like really hard for people to fathom, especially like being white and Mm -hmm. not having it really be a problem for you and just like having it be like, oh, yeah, this is a really big problem. And to just acknowledge that and to try to like do what you can to stop the problem. Like we watched yeah. a, a comedy special that was 20 years old, Dave Chappelle. Um, and it's just like, God, this shit hits so hard because it's like so relevant and it's been so relevant. Yeah. Even though I'm a minority myself, it's still wasn't something that I really understood until like I was an adult you know I thought hey you know black people have it bad but that's just the minority experience right but it wasn't until later when I found out hey you know minorities have it tough but like statistically like black people have it the absolute worst out of any group in America and it wasn't until then that I started to realize like okay like hey this is something we need to take seriously as a country you know and I think part of me is like okay like it's easy to dismiss the people who are like oh all lives matter you know people like that or who don't get it but honestly I was there or in a similar space, like just a decade ago, you know? And I think it's important for people to be educated on how this is different than what they've been told or what they perceive because they're they're blind to it. Yeah, I mean, and I just feel like it's really hard to acknowledge the person that I was and the person that held to beliefs that weren't right and weren't okay. And Mm -hmm. to recognize that I need to hold myself accountable and be better. And it's not a one and done kind of thing. It's a, I need to be constantly reexamining beliefs that I hold to be true because sometimes they become problematic over time or sometimes they've been problematic the whole time and I just didn't have awareness of them. So, yeah, I think it's, I think I really started to hit home for me for the listeners who don't know. Um, I've been married before and my ex-husband and I got married. We met where we work and then he changed jobs and became a federal law enforcement officer 
And it just really changed who he was as a person. And I really didn't like who he became. And that's kind of when my eyes were opened up about like law enforcement in general and the beliefs that they hold true and um, just like pro guns, pro weapons. And honestly, just made me uncomfortable. Like it's fine if you have it as a hobby, but like when you have a lot of power and that's also your hobby, that also makes me feel really icky, especially if you come home and you maybe have spent your day racial profiling people. Um, and I'm, I'm not good with that. So. Yeah. You know, what really struck me watching all the footage was how angry some of the officers were, you know? Yeah. And it, it's like they didn't really have a good reason to be angry because like they weren't doing anything bad at that point. Mm. And I feel like it's important to hold the police officers to a higher standard than just like your regular everyday person. You know, that's not tolerable. Like they're there to protect and serve, but they're not. I feel like the presence in most of the protests just makes it worse. Yeah. Oftentimes they're the ones inciting all the chaos. Well, and I saw a whole bunch of stuff that there's like white supremacists out like mm-hmm. escalating the protests. And I saw a video that released that somebody that was breaking the windows was actually an undercover cop. So that yeah. was cool because it was just kind of like, God, what the fuck? Like, what are these people doing and they're literally endangering the people at these protests when it wasn't escalated to that point. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of people who are just taking advantage of this situation to live out their anarchist dreams. You know, I see like a lot of young, mostly white impressionable people who are like looting, starting fires breaking stuff there was a youtuber famous youtuber who like is a millionaire there was a video of him like looting in the arizona mall and this guy's rich and super well known like there's no reason he should be doing that like at all i i think the hardest thing is just seeing people i've been i've been fighting racist people on the internet all week And I'm really tired, but Mm -hmm. I'm also not going to stop. But what really has been grinding my gears this week are the people that are like, why can't you protest like this? And they have like MLK um, blinked arms and protesting in a nonviolent protest. And uh, it's just like, well, I guess you don't remember Colin Kaepernick kneeling. And I guess you don't remember that uh the what happened after the peaceful protest of mlk marching like they got dogs sicked on them they got sprayed with fire hoses arrested numerous times he got arrested 30 times oh yeah and he got assassinated by the way yeah he was the most hated person of that time at the time so i just feel like people using that like they're just trying to control how people protest and how they grieve and how they process and how they try to change things and it's like oh not like this oh not like this oh not like this it's like they're literally out of ways that they can Mm -hmm. protest in the ways that you're okay with like this is where we're at because nobody's listening they're just arguing in bad faith like everything they've suggested has been tried 
They just don't care. They're just giving excuses. You know, they try to mask their racist ideology by giving excuses that sound, you know, reasonable to maybe like a, a person who is like on the fence about whether this is okay or not. And it's it's sad. It's sad. It's super sad. And I just feel like um, I was really, really disappointed that Washington deployed the National Guard and they sent 200 people to Seattle. Like, I think that was not necessary and it just made me really angry. Like for the most part, I feel like Governor Inslee has done a good job of leading us through the pandemic. Mm. Um, but that was just, I was really angry about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was more disappointed by the Seattle mayor who issued a 5 p.m. curfew at like 4.45. Yeah, like how is the news going to get out in 15 minutes to all of the people? Like maybe yeah. if they did it like, you know how like phone companies have Amber Alerts or whatever, mm -hmm. if they have an alert that goes out like based on your location, but there was not any communication that went out. And then it was like basically giving the police the excuse to be able to use the level of force that they wanted immediately yeah. with no warning. And I just think that that's bullshit like yeah the mayor of seattle like bang up job bad shitty do not like i saw a tweet by someone i follow who lives in seattle they got the notification at like 502 p.m you know like that's just dumb and just like they closed down a lot of the public transportation stuff so a lot of people were forced to continue to walk through even though there was a curfew so like how do you mm -hmm. expect them to walk to get to where they need to go if you give a curfew 15 minutes before it starts? Like, that just makes zero sense. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the Seattle Police Department was just completely antagonistic in this whole protest. You know, you see some some cities, like in Atlanta, um, where the police chief is, like, out in front talking to people asking how they can improve but you see no such thing in many of these cities you know they just i i feel like they feel like they're blameless in this situation when it's not even if you think that you're in the right if so many people believe that you're doing something wrong you need to examine what you're doing you can't just go living with the status quo you're just purposely ignoring reality at that point yeah well and i just feel like the seattle pd was ready to escalate because they came in riot gear and yeah. i went to the women's march and i brought my kids and they weren't wearing riot gear for that like why wear riot gear when it wasn't necessary like sure if you need it later and there's looting and there's like stuff happening and it's escalated to that point have somebody from the precinct drop it off and change but don't start at that level like yeah. that's insane and what really really has made me the most angry are the people who are commenting why are you bringing your kids to protest and trying to victim blame the parents or like mm -hmm. the people for bringing children to the protest, like 
that literally impacts the next generation and the way they think and the way their interactions are with the police. And it is important for them to be aware and to be involved and to have a voice and to understand what their rights are. And I just think it's really shitty to expect things to get violent when there have been many protests that are not violent. Just in the state alone, there's been several nonviolent protests. They don't get anywhere near as many media views as, you know, someone looting in Seattle or someone setting fire to a car. And I feel like if the media were being honest, they probably don't care. I mean, the people making decisions on what to air, they don't really care about what's going on. They are there to for viewership, you yeah. know? It and you know, that's another thing about decoupling our media from, you know, financial incentives, but I'm more grateful now than ever about everybody having a camera on their phone. Oh hell yeah. You can document what's going on. 100%. Like, if I'm going somewhere and I see law enforcement talking to a black person, you bet your ass I'm going to pull out my phone and I'm going to record what's happening. Like, I'll be late to whatever I'm doing just to make sure that that person's going to be okay. Like, I'm not going to fuck with that. Like, I'm not okay with that. We should be looking out for each other. That's how this whole thing started, you know? There was just innocent bystanders recording that officer murder george floyd yeah it's so it's so fucked up like i don't know i just i i needed to take a little social media detox break i realize how privileged i am in saying that but my pain with my like chronic health conditions flares up with stress and i need to take a break so i can be healthy so that i can be in this fight for the long term and like just kind of like pace myself um, because I can't solve it all overnight and I can't solve it myself. Like I need to like, need to be ready for how I can engage and what I can do and just like practical things like teaching my kids about racism and teaching them how to be anti-racist and supporting companies that are black owned and giving back to our community in those places and lifting those things up. And I just feel like with everything that's happening, it's so discouraging and it's really hard. I think it's hard to believe that we're the same country that elected an African-American president. Right? Like, I was just thinking about it. Like, it took how many hundreds of years before we had our first black president? Mm -hmm. And even then, the whole entire presidency, it was just like, show us your birth certificate. You're not a real American. And it's just like awful and yeah there's just some really ugly parts just the president this week saying that he's gonna make antifa a terrorist group when they're literally not Mm -hmm. like i just i don't understand I, i think it's gotten to the point where people don't even know what antifa means it's literally yeah. anti fascist Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. We don't like Nazis. Like we don't like white supremacists. They have got to go. And like, if that makes you a terrorist group, like 
they're literally an anti-terrorist group. Like, I mm-hmm. don't understand it. Yeah. I feel like the world has gotten so warped and twisted in these last four or five years. And really this last decade. There was a period in 2008 where I think a lot of people were hopeful about you know the new president. But it was apparent that Republicans were just weren't going to go with anything that he wanted to do, you know? People will forget that, like, President Obama campaigned on hope and change and working with Republicans. And for the first two years of his presidency, he fought for affordable health care. And he was met with resistance every step of the way. Which is so insane because... Why wouldn't you want people who are sick to be able to get healthcare? Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like, yes, all throughout the pandemic, people have been like, oh, it's just the old and like sick people were willing to risk them. And the service industry workers were willing to risk them. And it's like, people don't see us as human. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really shitty to realize that, like, I don't know, I have a lot of privilege in that I don't look sick. And I'm not actively out where people can see, whereas like people aren't discriminating based on how I look or the color of my skin. Like that's so fucked up. It is. And what makes me mad is it happened so gradually. I really thought things would change for the better. And Granted, maybe some things have, but seeing where we are now is tragic. Yeah. And I hope that things get better. I mean, I guess through that saying, like, the night is darkest before the dawn. Yeah, I just feel like it's just been dark for... For a while. Forever. Yeah, I was looking at a timeline of slavery and how long that we've had it and it's been from 1526 to 1865 and even then like i don't know it's just not been great and then what we desegregated schools in in 1954 is when it started and still some schools aren't fully like integrated and i just feel like Mm -hmm. it's not it's not over and i just think it's foolish that people are so convinced that it's not it's not it's just taken on a new form you know racism is alive and well in america unfortunately yeah i just i think that they need to either abolish the police or they need to like significantly retrain all of them they need to have like a public system that shows like complaints that they've had against them as public information like a Mm -hmm. nationwide registry so that if they try to go get a job somewhere else like it's evident to the communities that they're trying to work for Um, i think that they should be required to take implicit bias testing and awareness training quarterly and i think that they should be held accountable for the things that they do Exactly. There shouldn't even be an option to turn off those those body, body cams. cams. Yeah. I honestly don't even feel like they should be carrying guns. Like, I know that that's a not popular opinion, but if you go in and you think, 
that somebody needs a lethal level of force before you've really mm-hmm. actually tried to de-escalate the situation, then you shouldn't be a police officer. And what's been bothering me as well is seeing how militaristic the police is now. You know, before, like, officers would have, like, a handgun and a vest with their uniform, but seeing, like, these officers in, like, full-on riot gear and rifles is just... And they're, like, pointed point-blank at the civilians, too, like, two Mm -hmm. inches from their face. Like, they blinded some lady. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people, like, dismiss it by saying, oh, it's non-lethal but (laughs) non-lethal doesn't mean it can't maim you yeah it's like at least you didn't at least you didn't die but Mm -hmm. now you're permanently disfigured so enjoy but i'm i'm gonna take a small social media break i think and then i'm going to join back in and figure out how to channel all of the things that I'm feeling and how to use that. Um, My friend gave me a book to read. It's called uh, White Privilege. And she said that she would recommend it to anybody that is going to try to talk about race to other people. And so I'm going to do that. That's a good idea. I think we could all use some sort of break from reality right now. Yeah, just like a little bit of self-care because it's a balance. Because if I get burnt out on this, my fear is that um, this won't be on my radar or I'll get indifferent and I won't care. And that's not okay. Like I, yeah. I want to stay involved in this until the end. Like I want to see this through. I want to see the system dismantled and rebuilt. Yeah, indifference is no longer an option. No, it, silence is death. Thanks for listening to us talk about you know, the issues at hand. I know this is a little bit of a departure from what we usually talk about. but It's heavy, and we need to talk about it. Yeah. It's the elephant in the room. Yeah. From there, we'll try to move on to like lighter topics. I know people listen to this kind of as a, a break you know, from all the doom and gloom of everyday life. So you know, we'll try to go on. Yeah, so on a happier note, it is the kickoff of Pride Month. It's June, and that's a really beautiful time. It also had a lot of riots, but I think it's really neat to see how those riots were a catalyst to change, and I'm really thankful that we're able to celebrate queer people and remember that and to be able to get together and have the solidarity so i am sad that we're not going to have like a physical event but i am really glad to be remembering all of this in june yeah yeah it's crazy to think that it's already june and pride month yeah i feel like it was just a few days ago that it was pride month last year i know (laughs) Uh, you know what's been really hard is I've been trying to get the stupid Starbucks Pride Tumbler, the studded one that has like the rainbow. It looks like Lisa Frank yeah. monstrosity. <laughs> I want one so bad. And all those bitches on eBay are selling them for like $50. And it's oh like, my I'm gosh. sorry, I'm not buying a $15, $20 cup. And then 
also paying shipping That's for $65? Like, get out of here. I don't want it that bad, but damn. <laughs> it's getting kind of out of hand. Like, companies are just... It feels like they only care during June, you know? Yeah, well, they're they're monetizing something that's valuable to us and they're like cis communities that are straight and they're profiting from it. And I think that's really shitty. I do think that some of the companies do give some of their proceeds to like actual queer groups though, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But the people buying and reselling on eBay that are just price gouging are the scum of the earth. (laughs) Just shit people. They're shit. I think one thing that I have been enjoying a lot is on HBO. They have this show called Betty. I think I've talked about HBO so many times on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But they just released HBO Max. And so they have all the Studio Ghibli movies and the old Cartoon Network stuff. But they also have this show called Betty. And it's about some skateboarder girl friends that are like late teens, early 20s. And three of the main characters are black and queer. And one is Latina. And I think she's straight. She might be bi. I don't know. Her love interest is a white dude. So TBD (laughs) on that. Um, And then there's like one white chick and her, she's like a bro. And her arc, her story arc has been her becoming a better friend and a better ally for her friends. And it's been pretty relevant and a really beautiful show to watch. And it's like light and well done. And I just feel like HBO has been nailing it. I've heard good things about HBO's programming lately. I've just been still recovering from that burn of uh, Game of Thrones the last season. I should give him a shot. I really want to watch Watchmen as well. So good. Oh, yeah. so good. I was really mad when they said that they were only going to do one season. And then, like, after the season was over, they were like, yeah, no, we're really only doing one season. And I was really <laughs> mad because I was hoping, like, with the popularity that it had, it would get picked up for a season two. Yeah, I think HBO wants that, but creator is just not willing to do it, which, you know, I think that's fine. Totally. Like, I feel like that's reasonable. Like they said from the beginning, like this is going to be one season. And I was just hoping that it would not be that way. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes less is more. Um, Yeah. I think about, have you seen True Detective? Ooh, I haven't. What's that? Oh my gosh. Okay. So True Detective is this, well, so each, it's like American Horror Story in which each season is a different story, right? Is so, it scary? No, it's not. It's like a crime thing. Like it's about detectives, detective so work. I feel like the only crime show that I really like is Snapped. And I would watch that with my sister when I was sick and we both lay in bed and watch it. So Snapped is like the one where the like crazy women, women yeah, just yeah. get to their breaking point and like either murder their <laughs> husband or like some other person. It's not true crime. Um, so True Detective is it's a show about it's hard to describe. But it's it's like it's about detectives. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> so like would you compare it to like Sherlock? Uh I don't watch Sherlock. Oh. I haven't watched it when he really wanted me to watch it and I said I would and I never did. <laughs> <laughs> Calling myself out. 
Crime shows are just hard. Is there any is there any violence against women or children? Mm. Or people that are minorities in that true detective show? Probably. I I'm Is justice I, served? I can't tell you. That Dang would ruin it. it. Okay. But okay. anyway, so my point is like season one of True Detective was amazing. It had Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. And wow. it was like that's Owen Wilson, isn't it? What's that? <laughs> what? I tried to make a joke and I said, Wow, but that's <laughs> the wrong fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. Matthew is the all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yep. Oof. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway the first season is is very very good like it's almost like a 10 hour long movie it's one of the best seasons on tv but they did a season two with a brand new cast um with like rachel mcadams and like colin farrell and they were good like good actors but the key is they only gave the creator like a few months to complete the the writing and it was just shit like it was you know it was really bad so i kind of feel like maybe they should have just quit while they were ahead they did a season 3 but you know i'm not sure i haven't seen it yet so i can't judge but my memory of True Detective has been tainted by the season two. I feel like there's a lot of shows that are tainted by the season two. Mm-hmm. Or like reviving the show, like Arrested Development. And not doing it justice. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Arrested yeah. Development? So we started it. Nick really loved it. He was convinced that I would love it. And I'm one of those people that if you tell me that I'm going to love something, I mentally prepare myself to not love it. (laughs) So we probably watched five episodes. And at that point, Nick was like, okay, we'll come back to it someday when you're not feeling so mad about it. So (laughs) I have seen a few episodes. I did not love it. Okay. That's not for everybody. Um, And it's like, almost two decades old now (laughs) it was like during the bush presidency so it was a very different time in america but it was probably my favorite tv show of all time until netflix brought it back and now it's just a shadow it's of its former self Mm, sad yeah well i'm gonna give true detective a try i i think i've only been up to like skincare stuff still this week (laughs) and i did my kit kat experiment and i posted it to my instagram and i tagged wajamaya and they liked it oh nice yeah i was like (laughs) i'm famous now (laughs) have they reached out to you for a sponsorship (laughs) i wish i wish sponsor me i'm gonna have a kit kat show it'll be just a youtube channel of me eating kit kats describing them (laughs) Uh, there will only be one episode a quarter (laughs) don't they make the new flavors every season Season. right 
Yeah. I bet you could milk that. You could do like one Kit Kat a week, right? And then eventually you'll have enough content for a year. And after that, you can just keep going until the next they season. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it would be kind of funny. And then this week, I have learned a lot about knives because we needed new knives and i've been on this subreddit that's called buy it for life and so Mm -hmm. the whole focus is not feeding into like buying cheaply made things but to to spend more on the quality so you don't have to replace it ever again and i've learned a lot actually about knives and we Mm. end up settling most of the knife board forums actually recommend you buy your knives a la carte and there are different companies that are better at making different kinds of knives and i learned this week that bread knives are not buy it for life you're better off just buying the bread knife and then replacing it instead of trying to sharpen it just because it's a serrated edge and it's really hard but i bought the knife that they recommended and it's insane. I almost cut myself. And a lot of the Amazon reviews on the knife are rough. Like some dude in the pictures actually needed stitches because it was so sharp. So oh, wow. pretty pretty intense. So I bought Nick as a gift. The company that makes Swiss Army knives, um, Victorinox. I bought him a chef's knife that he really likes. And then I bought him a nicer quality knife. Uh, it's called Boostoff. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. And, and I bought him a knife sharpening kit. And his brother has a lot of really neat talents. He's really good at making bread. He's really good at making jewelry. He's really good at dyeing fabric. He's also really good at carving and whittling spoons and cups. And he's also really incredible at sharpening knives. And so he's been teaching Nick how to do that with a stone and like this like clamp thing i don't even know what they're called but it was really cool to see nick sharpen his knife and it is razor sharp (laughs) i feel like this is just the path that leads him to becoming like a blacksmith (laughs) his dad has the blacksmith like gear so if he really wanted to do that he could (laughs) that'd be great yeah, he's been a really interesting person to be quarantined with. I've always wanted my own like full suit of plate armor. It would be so cool. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. This week was our date night week, so I don't have my kids this weekend. And I ruined our date night because I got sick and I was just kind of a bitch. But <laughs> And also the weather, like the clouds blocked our plan. We were going to eat a nice dinner that we had planned out and lay on an air mattress under the stars and then it was cloudy so we have that in the bag for later in the summer when it's not so crappy out yeah but we instead drove to a taco bell 40 minutes away after i called four different ones to find (laughs) a pineapple dole whip freeze because disneyland is a special place and we really love them One of our first trips together was a weekend trip to Disneyland. And I will tell you that that freeze is hands down the best freeze they have available. And it tastes like a Dole Whip Slurpee. So it's not good of quality of like a true Dole Whip, but 
it is definitely hit me in the nostalgia feels. <laughs> What's the texture like? Is it more like a milkshake or is it more like, like you were saying, a Slurpee? It's like an icy, honestly, okay. a little runnier. So it just reminds me of like 7-Eleven Slurpee that has been in your car for five minutes. So it's like not, <laughs> not fully solid and it's like a little melty. Or like, you know, like the Target smoothies before they got rid of the Jamba Juices and put on all the Starbuckses. Starbucks? Mm -hmm. I don't know the plural of that. But it reminds <laughs> me of the texture of the Jamba Juice smoothies. That sounds good. Maybe I'll try it one of these days. I highly recommend it. Have you been doing anything else this week? So I got into Formula One. Do you know what Formula One is? Have you heard Racing? about it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I've heard about I, it. That's so wild. I'm like, I am not like a car person, like at all. I've never watched like an Indy car race. I've never watched a NASCAR race. But <laughs> okay, so I watched John Oliver like two weeks ago, last and he week yeah last week tonight, and he did like a segment. Is about... it on HBO? Yeah, it's on HBO, but it's on YouTube too. Oh, okay. I was yeah, like, I see. I'm not lying HBO, to you. you. I'm not <laughs> lying. I know you're not, but I want to know how you're watching him. It's like that's one of the reasons we have it. <laughs> yeah, they do like the the big segment on YouTube, but the whole show, you know, like the introduction or the outro, depending on the episode, usually isn't. But the main topic is. Gotcha. So anyway, he was doing a segment about canceled sports leagues and how, you know, people are want sports. And so he sponsored this like marble racing league. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and so I watched the video, you know, just because I was curious. And it was like super engaging like i was rooting for a certain type of marble to win <laughs> <laughs> so i was like do i like racing <laughs> you might dude the motorcycle races are like so fun to watch too yeah. i don't know if you've ever seen it but like just them leaning and taking those turns insane super scary they are they are it led me down this rabbit hole of like trying out like Formula One races. And I'm like, mm, you know, I really didn't I think I was into racing, but like this is a big thing in Europe. So that many people can't be wrong. Right. So I watched like old races um, for Formula One and it was it was nuts. Like. These cars go so fast. Like, it's crazy. Like, they have, like, a first-person view of, like, you know, how, how the drivers are looking at. And my brain couldn't even keep up. Like, have you ever watched, like, Dragon Ball Z? And, like, the two people fighting are, like, at a certain power level. And the people watching are at a lower power level. And they're just struggling to keep up what's happening. Uh... I have watched Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> but I don't remember okay. what you're talking like where they kind of become like a weird ball of like Yeah, they're animation. like they're just lines or whatever. Yeah. 
I feel like that would be really interesting to watch. That's so funny that you were getting into that over quarantine. Yeah, like, I got super that, hard into it. Is it like, do you consider it a sport? Yeah, it's definitely considered a sport. Um, like all the drivers are like in shape and pretty buff and they work out. They all have trainers because they need to be fit um, to be they even fit in the car and to like Pop handle out if it gets on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also have to handle the car. It's not like, you know, your typical car. Like you have to like really, really know what you're doing when you're driving Formula One. Or aren't they like gutted too? Like they don't have like the power steering and stuff. Um, I don't know. No. I could just um, be making that up. I'm not sure if Formula One cars have power steering. But they're very different from like a regular car. So um, Formula One is called open wheel racing, which means that the wheels of the vehicle are not enclosed by the car. So it's kind of looks like an Indy car. That's the closest like proxy in the United States. So it looks very different from a car like a typical NASCAR or your typical street car. It's like specifically engineered to go as fast as it can within the rules without like killing someone there was a statistic where i think the average indie car in america costs two hundred thousand dollars whereas in f1 the cars cost millions and millions of dollars like to give you an idea the budget for F1 for the lowest F1 team is $150 million. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's like more than. How much do the drivers teams. get comp- compensated? Did you look that up to see how much money they make? I mean, I guess it depends on how successful you are. Like, yeah. with any sport. I haven't gotten into that aspect yet. I think the contracts are private. So. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. like kind of secret. Mm-hmm. I, I think so there's going to be regulations in the next year where they have to like submit their budgets to auditors, but that's still coming because obviously the season isn't going with like the pandemic. But it's kind of neat, like seeing the speed of the cars and like the personality of the drivers. It is. <laughs> There's this driver called Daniel Ricardo. He's the only Australian driver in F1. And he's so funny and charming. Like, I'll just watch, like, funny moment compilation videos of him. He's so great. Hopefully, he can be on a good team. Because F1 is a... It's a little... Well, it's ruled by the top. There's ten teams, each with two drivers, right? But... Out of the 10 teams, only the top three are ever really in contention for uh, winning. for winning the race because they are the ones who spend the most money on their cars, most money on their research and development and stuff. Unlike in most other leagues, there's not really an incentive for the worst team. You know, like in baseball or basketball, football, if you do badly, you can get a draft pick, but... In F1, you, there's no, like, you can't just 
take your competitor's car or something like you need to still build your car and you have to do it with like less prize money so really it's to the point where um mercedes ferrari and red bull are the only three teams that win races and in the last six years or so mercedes is the only constructor um or only team that's won a, a championship. So there's a lot of disparity right now. But hopefully the rule changes will help alleviate that. But it's just been kind of fun, like watching this backlog of races, you know, over quarantine. It's been pretty cool. Does this all take place in Florida? <laughs> F1? Yeah, where does it take place? F1 is in Europe. Oh, and it's all in Europe. Oh, that'd yeah. be really hard to go participate in. <laughs> uh, so, well, it's primarily in Europe. So they are known for their Grand Prix circuit, okay. which um, can vary, but it's different places. Like they go mostly all over Europe and race in different places. Like Monaco Grand Prix is probably... The most famous um and they're literally like racing on the streets of monaco and they you know close off some parts and like put out stands but that's been like the coolest thing to me because usually in america you really only see like traditional racing tracks but my favorite parts of f1 is like seeing the city and people racing on the same streets that you know someone would go to work on in the morning you know almost like a a video game that's a furious movie but real life (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so that those have been super neat um they usually do one american grand prix per year um lately it's been in austin texas so i mean i could go there that'd be so fun you should do that yeah i mean not during a pandemic maybe next year yeah it's it's probably gonna get canceled this year but a part of me just you know wants to see they call that street circuit when you're just racing on the streets part of me wants to see an american street circuit because that would be super neat you know you get to see part of the country instead of just a racetrack but yeah i mean i i subscribe to f1 tv which is formula (laughs) one's like subscription network uh network where you can see all the races and i've just been binging it and like putting in the background you know when i'm working (laughs) so would you rather go to austin texas to see what you just described or would you rather go to florida and see like the nascar stuff I'm not in the NASCAR, so <laughs> I'd rather go to Austin, Texas. Yeah. Plus, there's like cool stuff in Austin too that I'd like to. Good food. See, yeah, good barbecue too. Mm. Could use some good barbecue right now. Yeah. I also learned that all the large magic events have been canceled this year, mm. and me as a doofus <laughs> planned all my work time off around magic events so heartbreak yeah yeah what's cool though is um 
next weekend, they're doing a virtual command fest where people are going to like use their webcams to play magic with each other in like an organized way. So there's going to be like content creators. There's going to be members of uh, Wizards of the Coast, like designers playing the game, people who make the rules. So it'll be super neat. Will there be prizes? I don't know. Probably not, because there's no admission or anything. Anybody could do it online. Yeah, yeah. So I spent the better part of the week, like, preparing my decks and, like, actually making deck lists. Um, Because I haven't touched my decks in, like, almost three months now. So... (laughs) So I this forgot. This is a silly question, but like the online deck building, do you have to buy digital copies of the cards in your deck? Um, so there's a difference, right? So there is a digital game called Magic Arena, and there's another digital version of the game called Magic the Gathering Online, or Magic Online as some people say it. And they're completely different from your paper cards. So in Magic Arena, like it's very video gamey. Like you need to buy currency or earn currency, and then you use that to buy packs, and then you use like wild cards to make the cards that you didn't get in the pack. Um, whereas Magic Online or Magic the Gathering Online, it's more one to one with the real game where. You can buy cards from individual sellers. The packs cost the same amount of money. Um, But the interface is like super clunky. Like I joked about it uh, a few episodes ago that it it looks like straight out of Windows 95 or something. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the version I'm talking about is literally just placing a webcam and setting on your magic cards and playing that way so you don't have to buy anything um other than like a webcam and like a arm or something but i already had those so i'm gonna you're you're playing with your physical cards on a webcam yeah exactly (laughs) so you'll be able to like lift the card up that's gonna be hard because some people are gonna cheat yeah but there's no prizes so hey if you're cheating then yeah, you probably could use the lift or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see how that shakes out and what you think of it. Like, I'm excited to see how that shakes out. Did you schedule any of your appointments to get like your hair done or your lashes done? No, Pierce County is still phase one. Uh, so we are we are in phase two for those oh. of you who don't know. Congrats. But- yeah, it's not really congrats because I'm not supposed to go out and do stuff. But my hairstylist did schedule a family block of haircuts for our family. Mm-hmm. So we are going to do that. So she's going to sanitize before we get there. And then everybody's getting a chop. It's a two hour block of time. Oh, wow. Yeah, insane. Because oh. <laughs> normally my haircut only takes, I don't know, 15 minutes. Oh, wow. So That's crazy. I just get a little trim. Like, I don't do anything wild. Every time I go to get my hair done, it takes at least an hour. Well, because usually I'm, like, doing a touch-up or a trim or something. 
Yeah, you also have like really thick, nice hair, though. Uh, I mean, hopefully it's thick. <laughs> I think all the bleaching has like made it a lot thinner. My hair just is like super fine, and so I don't really have a lot of it. It'll be nice to have some semblance of normality when phase two opens up, um, just to get like my hair done or my nails. <laughs> my nails are in bad shape. <laughs> I'm. Pl I think I'm gonna wear gloves at the online magic fest. <laughs> so funny! You just like full on cosplay outfit. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't want anyone to see my nails. <laughs> I think my nails are finally grown out from doing the dip nails while they're like so damaged. And now I'm like considering never getting them done again. <laughs> like getting your nails done ever, ever? I don't know. I They really messed up my nails. And my nails are so bendy and paper thin that I just don't think it's good for them. Hmm. Can you use, like, regular polish? It chips after a day because my nails are so bendy. Oh. So it's really hard to, like, want to put in the effort to do that. Yeah. Even with, like, top coat and all that? Yep. Base coat, two coats of the middle layer, and then a top coat. And oh, okay. Yeah, it's not great. Let's put on gloves. <laughs> Transparent gloves. <laughs> Just like a sticker. I'll just put like fingernail stickers on. <laughs> Do Lee press on nails? <laughs> <laughs> I will admit the impress nails are actually not bad. Yeah? I I don't dislike them at all. Okay, maybe I'll look into that. I don't know. I also am going to try the Latisse. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah. And yeah. wash extensions. Because my lashes haven't fully grown back from the last round of lash extensions, and that was like two months ago. Really? Yeah, I know that you have a lash cycle and they naturally shed, but I've also read online that sometimes like the weight of it can cause trauma, and so I think I'm just one of those unlucky people that like you mess with my eyes, like they're just like no, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna handle this. Oh no, that sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this out, see how it goes. Hopefully it works well. Yeah, I mean if anything, like it'll just be fun. I've just been using castor oil on my lashes and that's helped a lot too. Oh, I haven't been using anything. <laughs> I'm lucky if I take a shower. <laughs> I take mine at night. <laughs> like normally? Yeah. I mean, my hair looks like a hot mess in the morning, but <laughs> my skincare routine is mm, pretty long. Mm -hmm. It takes me half an hour to do my skincare routine now, and I'm noticing the benefits of that, so I'm not complaining, just saying it takes me longer, and that I have more time at night to do that without my children needing <laughs> assistance, etc. Is it one of those things where... It has to take 30 minutes or as you do it over time it doesn't have to take as long so when you're playing with acids in your routine a lot of the serums for like l-absorbic acid if you're gonna make like a mask 
you really should have that acid on your face for 20 minutes and then rinse it off. Mm, And if you're going to have any other type of acids, they shouldn't mix. It's one of those things where it has to take at least an X amount of time then. Yeah, and it's, I would consider it a, like, beginning to intermediate routine, so it's not even that demanding. Some of them are really long, and I don't Mm -hmm. know that I'll ever graduate to that, but maybe I will. Yeah. Well, hopefully your skincare routine will serve you well, so you don't have to get into the more ornate stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to get my skin to a point where all my acne scarring is healed and my texture is finally evening out. So Mm -hmm. like I can wear less foundation and I don't need a full coverage foundation anymore. I can, I can get away with a medium coverage and just a concealer. Mm -hmm. And that has not been the case for five years probably so i'm pretty excited about it that's good yeah so to end the show we're gonna do something a little fun something different something fun we're gonna play would you rather (laughs) i'm guessing everybody's played would you rather right yeah i've played it it is just where you pick between two things and sometimes both the things are great. Sometimes you have a preference over those things or sometimes both of those things are terrible and you're just picking the lesser of the two evils. <laughs> like for instance, this one is really hard and I honestly don't know what I would choose. Okay. Would you rather eat rotten eggs or drink spoiled milk? Um, I'd probably eat rotten eggs cause you can like boil them. Yeah, I don't know that I could get through it. I mean, ah, uh, yeah. I've eaten bullet before. <laughs> this is not rotten, though. Uh, <laughs> have you eaten bullet? <laughs> it tastes rotten. <laughs> it's not really the taste that like is overpowering. It's the smell. Oh my gosh, it's the worst thing I've ever smelled. Some people really love it. Yeah, some people do. Um, I, my parents eat it, but Weird. you know, I just Does it make your whole house stink. Well, they don't eat it anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but like when I was growing up, yeah, my parents ate it. Is it not available here? Um, it is, but it's not like readily available. You'll have to go to like a seek it out a Filipino. Market. Yeah, not, I don't think even like an Asian market, probably just like a straight up Filipino market, which is there's not many of those. No. Mm-mm. We have an Asian store in our city next door, and I really like going there to get the food that they have prepared. Yeah. I don't know how I would re- respond if they were serving that, though. Like, I'd try it. <laughs> I probably wouldn't like it. No, you'd hate it. It's like a fertilized duck embryo and like you hear the crunching of the bones and cool. like the feathers and the beak. Ugh, it's it's not pleasant. It's <laughs> hard. Yeah. So I feel like rotten eggs would be a step up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and I feel like you don't have to like deal with like the yucky texture. Like if you cook the eggs, you're not dealing with like the curdled milk texture too. Mm-hmm. Like the egg texture is fine. It's just the flavor and the smell that's bad. Whereas like with the milk, it's the flavor and the texture and the smell. And at least you can control one of the elements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be rough. I feel like gosh drinking something chunky would be a rough experience yeah fully agree would you rather only be able to use a fork or only be able to use a spoon for the rest of your life (laughs) that's so hard i was thinking about that as one of my questions too yeah and i honestly was like well why not a spork but (laughs) No, that hasn't been invented. I would pick a fork because if it's a soup, I'm just going to pick up my pole and slurp it anyway because mm-hmm. I have no manners. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go the other way. I feel like a spoon gives you more options. I can't really think of anything that I can't eat with a spoon that I can eat with a fork. Meat, are you just gonna like pin it down with your spoon and your you can't? Do you have a knife still? Are you allowed to use a yeah, knife? Like, yeah, yeah. You're just Love like a carving knife. a turkey with a spoon and a knife. It's gonna look so <laughs> silly. <laughs> well, it's no sillier than eating soup with a fork. <laughs> Or an ice cream sundae. (laughs) 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 Joke's on you because I eat ice cream cones and I just use mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Just lick it with my tongue and not even waste my time. (laughs) Would you rather have a pubic hair in your food or have somebody spit in your food and you not know? Oh my gosh, a pubic hair. Because I wouldn't even know that it's a pubic hair. I'd be like, oh, this is just hair. Whereas, like, spit, especially with, like, coronavirus, like, you would die. Potentially. How about you? It's hard. I honestly didn't think about how I wanted to answer that question. (laughs) I mean, okay, but, like, so somebody spat in your food, though, you wouldn't know. So... I mean, I'd, yeah, I guess I'd but rather... it's gross. It is gross. I don't know. I guess a pubic hair. Yeah. Because, like, it's not like you don't wash your genitals. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A lot of these kids don't even have pubic hair anymore, so. <laughs> also true. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have to read aloud every word you read? Or sing everything you say out loud. Was this a Disney movie? <laughs> that would be super annoying if you're watching a movie with subtitles and you had to read it out loud as the characters were saying it. <laughs> you could never watch like a foreign film in the movie theater. <laughs> well, how irritating would that be to like, date somebody and be like... Would you like to go to dinner with me? <laughs> it would be. I'd like to have sex. 
it would be charming for like the first date and then like quickly like oh hey can you like not do that <laughs> i feel like the second one would make me feel like a disney princess all the time yeah so impractical can you imagine answering a customer phone call <laughs> and they're like really upset and you are singing to them how upset they would be or going to like a funeral <laughs> Oh no! And you give your eulogy and you're singing. I guess there's like sad songs, like you don't have to sing like happy upbeat songs, but still. Mm, yeah. I would I would pick read every word aloud. Um. Yeah, I guess so. I would just never be able to watch anime with people ever again. <laughs> I could never go to the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Or I need to do, like, a really good job voice acting. <laughs> Would you rather get caught in traffic and be late all the time or be on time but everyone else is late? Uh, be on time and everyone else is late. That's how I normally live my life. So <laughs> Nothing's changing for me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I agree with you. Yeah, and I hate traffic. It's the absolute worst. It is. Especially when it's the kind of traffic where the accident has already been cleared. It's just People phantom traffic. Five miles an hour. Yeah. yeah, that's the worst thing. I hate it. At least when there's like, you know, they're still there, you get to look. Like, oh, I wonder what happened. But then when when there's nothing, you're like... Lining up for a movie theater that was not even playing anything. <laughs> Shout out to the movie theaters that do assigned seating so you don't have to wait in line. Oh, yeah. Can you? <laughs> that was just a few years ago. Like, we were living in the Stone Ages for movies for that long. <laughs> when I was 16, I went down to LA to visit one of my good friends, and we went and saw a movie, and they had assigned seating, and my mind was blown. And when I came back, and we didn't have it for like, I don't know, 15 years after that, I was just like, why? Just testing to see if it's popular. Of course it's popular. You don't have to deal with strangers. I love assigned seating for movie theaters. You don't have to show up super early anymore for blockbusters and AMC. They just like deliver you your food, which is like the most baller thing of all time. It's great. There was like a little bit of like growing pains when it first came out. Like people would like straight up sit in whatever they seat you want. So there's been like awkward conversations I've had with people saying, oh, hey, that's my assigned seat. Can you please move out? Hated that. Yeah, it was uncomfortable, but I feel like there's reasonable people that are like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm in the wrong seat for sure. And then they move. Yeah. Like I've had people accidentally make a mistake and think they're buying all of their tickets in a row. And then they didn't. And we got <laughs> to the theater and they're like, hey, I'm actually with that group. Would you mind just like switching seats with me? But it's a conversation, not just taking the seat, you know? Yeah, that's true. I hate when the numbers are hard to see. So you kind of just have to guess where your seat is. And that's like the most terrifying thing to me, where I know like the movie's going to sell out. 
and I'm only 50% sure that I'm in the right seat. I just don't want to have that awkward interaction with people. <laughs> oh, totally. It's embarrassing. I yeah. think what's really frustrating to me is that movie theaters charge for kids who don't sit in their own seat. Like Michael is six and he doesn't sit in his own seat. I'm required to buy him one. But he 100% sits in the seat with his brother or with me, like, to cuddle during that movie. And yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Like, why make him buy a seat? Like, yeah, make me pay an additional fee for the person, but definitely, like, not a whole seat, especially if he's not going to use it. Mm-hmm. Like, for the big releases that are sold out, like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather... Travel in time, 20 years, every time you fart. Oh, God. Oh, God. I fart so much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the gassiest person you'll ever meet, I swear to God. (laughs) Or would you rather teleport to a different place on Earth, not in the water, every time you sneeze? Could I teleport back, or am I just stuck there? Um, Let's just say it's random. Time travel is random, and the teleportation is random. Oh, that's rough. Because, like, what if I was pooping, and then I sneeze, <laughs> and then I teleport, and I still have, like, poop on my butt? <laughs> like, does it count every time you go to the bathroom and you fart, or just, like, fart? Yeah, every random? time. Oh, God. Can you imagine time traveling while you're taking a dump every day? but you're in the same place though so yeah i would pick time traveling because i cannot imagine being teleported while i'm like actively pooping or something (laughs) that sounds horrific yeah yeah i think i'd time travel too because then you can like back to the future type thing scenario where you think your mom's hot (laughs) no Why did you automatically go there? <laughs> I was thinking was of sports betting like that. Biff. That was my takeaway from that movie. It was like, oh, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, on that note, yeah. would you rather know how you're going to die or when you're going to die? So how you're going to die isn't coupled with the when? Nope. You just get to know the date or you get to know like how it happens. Like if you're in a car accident, if you're asleep or if you choke on something. So if you choose the when, does that mean like just the date or do you get the time? Uh, Probably just the date. And the time zone that you're in? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. And can you change it? Like, or is it set? I don't know. Do you do you think that you can change when you die? Like, do you think you have power over that? I mean, I feel I like I feel like it's kind of like set. Like, I feel like if you know, and then you're like, oh yeah, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to try to change this by like jumping off a bridge or something like you're just going to maim yourself and you'll live through it. 
I guess time isn't linear, right? Jeremy Bearmy. Oh, you didn't watch The Good Place. Never mind. No. <laughs> Did you just spoil something for me? No. It's okay. just they're, they don't have a linear timeline. It's called a Jeremy Bearmy. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I would say when, because then you could do like risky stuff and know that you're going to live through it. True. Yeah. I would, I'd pick when also just so I could plan for my future better. Like if I'm going to die hella young from all of the illnesses I have, then I would rather make the most out of what I have. Yeah. And you don't like, no one else knows just you, right? Yeah. I would take out a fatty life insurance policy. <laughs> I would try. I I have applied for additional life insurances besides what goes through my work, and mm -hmm. I am too risky for them to insure at a reasonable premium. But then it's only for like a short while. Yeah, no, if I knew when I was going to die, yeah, I fully agree. Yeah, that'd be great. Leave your loved ones with something extra. <laughs> Here you go. Would you rather vomit uncontrollably for one minute every time you hear the happy birthday song or get a headache that lasts for the rest of the day every time you see a bird? Oh, I'd rather vomit for a minute. Vomiting isn't that bad. Yeah. Plus, how many times do you hear the happy birthday song? Yeah, not that often. Yeah, sometimes like, at work. It'll be super awkward. <laughs> Mostly just my family. Like <laughs> in one week, we have my brother's birthday, Samuel's birthday, which is my son. My mm -hmm. birthday and my niece's birthday are on the same day, and then Nick's birthday. So I mean, I would hear it a lot one week of the year, <laughs> and I would hate that. But you could just tell your family, "Hey, we need to sing like the restaurant version of Happy Birthday." <laughs> So it you doesn't cause you to vomit. Is that I hated the attention being drawn to me during that song, and I would mm -hmm. beg and plead them to not sing me that song for my birthday. <laughs> and my classmates would still do it. And I just feel like people don't respect that when you no. say, I don't want that. No, they don't. They just feel like you're being modest or something. No, I legit hate it. Don't do that to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially if it causes you to vomit uncontrollably. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I great. told you not to. <laughs> Would you rather have $100 every day, but you have to spend it, and what you don't spend disappears, or have $50 every day that you can save? This is on top of my regular income? Yeah. Let me do the math. Let's... $18,250. So do you have to pay income tax on that? I mean, I didn't think it, like, <laughs> But I would assume that you would have to pay income taxes if you're living in the United States. How about if it disappeared? Would you still have to pay income tax? No, because it's not... I mean, yeah, you would because it was income and it's not their fault that you didn't use it. Okay, I would choose the $50 a day because then you could s save it. If you still, like, are going to pay taxes on it, either way, you might as well. Yeah, 
I don't know. I feel like that question, it's really like it has me torn because $100 a day, I could just put $100 into the stock market every day. And that's not saving it. That's literally like gambling. Or I could just go gamble at the casino with it. Or I could pay bills or pay other people's bills or donate what I don't spend to charities. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be able to save for a trip or something. But I'm very confident that I could spend $100 every day. Oh, yeah, easily. I play magic. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like very reasonably I could, like, I don't consider the stock market saving because it's so volatile, like, it could crash. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, if I were to put it into an IRA account or something, like, that's saving it so that money would disappear. You could also purchase like corporate bonds or something. Those are pretty nice. Good yeah, rate of or return. The, or the get education tuition. I could just put put money. I could buy Sam's school now. Just make a payment every day until it's paid off. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I just um, I think I think I would pick that honestly because I have money that I could save on my own, like just to have. every week to just like blow on whatever. Okay. Yeah. You've convinced me. I'm going to take the $100 a day. (laughs) Like, how fun would that be to just go to the grocery store and be like, hey, I got you? You don't worry about money either. You know, be great. Like, super fun. Like, blow it. (laughs) Or you could like pay off a credit card. Using the hundred dollars every day. Yeah. Oh, that's super smart to save it that way. Just like, yeah, put it on a credit card. Oh, that's really smart. I like that <laughs> idea. We're gaming the system. Yeah, hundred dollars a day, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna steal a hundred dollars from my own account, so I have a balance on my credit card, and then pay it off. <laughs> All right. This is the last one. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never to have to stand in line ever again? Oh, never stand in line again. Yeah. Like, you know how fun it would be to go to Disneyland and not have any lines? Mm-hmm. That'd be amazing, especially if you go, like, cons. Like, um, you could meet, like, every celebrity at a con or play every video game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> People will give you like the meanest looks too. <laughs> it would be the best too because going to the doctor's office, you wouldn't be waiting anymore. Yeah, you're like a VIP or like security through an airport. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so fun. Yeah, that'd I be like great. That question a lot. What's the longest line you've ever stood in? Oh, that's hard. Honestly, it's probably Disneyland. Oh my gosh. I think mine was probably an hour, maybe an hour and a half, like at a random magic event. They announced the day before, like, hey, we only have an opening for this event, 9 a.m. So be there by 9 a.m. to like participate. And it was like a really in-demand thing. So literally, I showed up there at 8.50, and there was a huge line. 
And I thought, oh, hey, this must be for the people who haven't paid. But no, that was to like, for literally everyone who's been, who's paid already, that was the line. And it was like out the door of the convention center. It was nuts. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be just really hard to like have to do that. Is it like that every time? No, it's just for the, like the in-demand stuff. Usually the lines are like two minutes. Sometimes there's not even a line. But it was because um, it was like the last event of that type. And a lot Ever? of people... N- no, for that Grand Prix. For the oh, oh, for oh. that event. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so it was pretty hectic. I feel like when the rides at Disneyland close and they like remodel them or reopen them or there's a new attraction, the lines to get in are crowd controlled. And so like when the Peter Pan ride reopened after they redid it, we waited in the line and it was well over an hour. And I would say that the friends that I've had go to Star Wars land while it's when it just opened, they waited a long time to get into. I didn't know that was open. I think it opened last Memorial Day. I think it's been oh, open wow. a year. Need to go. I want to go, but I want to wait until Michael's tall enough to ride everything because I don't want to go through that experience and then have him be sad that everyone else gets to go. Yeah, that would be yeah. pretty sad. I think the, I think the longest line I actually stood in was at PAX last year and it was for the Borderlands 3 event and it was such a letdown too. <laughs> like I think we were in line for two over two hours. Wow, that's crazy. And there I didn't bring a seat because I was silly. And if I had known that I could show them my disability badge, I could have waited inside the whole time, but it wasn't until after I'd stood in that line for so long and my body was hurting that I found out that we could have waited differently. Yeah, they don't do a good job of advertising like the medical badge benefits. Yeah, I found out from the one of the people at the booth that was like, oh, well, you can be asking for these things at all of these things. And it was like, oh, and most of the places have like medical seating for a waiting area. Yeah, which is really really nice because one of the days I needed to use my cane, and it was nice to be able to have a place to sit that wasn't the ground that I could get up from. Nice. Yeah, I've I've taken just bring my own seat now, so I have like a little portable seat, like one of the little tripod ones. <laughs> yeah, that really dig into your ass. <laughs> Does not feel good. <laughs> oh. All right, so I think that's going to do it for this week. Any parting words before we go? Have a safe week and be anti-racist. Black Lives Matter. See you, everybody. Bye.